The torment is almost over. When we last heard from our hero, he was under threat from a coherent plotline. However, a figure from the past has arrived to provide comic relief and aid in the time of need, which sounds like an appeal from A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens, but is in fact Henderson Dorfrain from season one. Arr! Not yet, you dreadful ham. We flash back to two weeks previously. I found myself on board the pirate ship. Look at my huge guns. You know, the one that was featured a few episodes ago. If you had been listening, which, according to the podcast figures, you weren't. I stepped out on deck, preparing to do the joke about leaving it for five minutes, only to find the captain waiting for me. She hadn't changed much in the short time since we had heard her last, apart from her face, her gender, her inside leg measurement, Arr! and her voice. There ye be, Commander. I understand that ye be wanting passage back to jolly old England. Is that right? It is indeed, Captain. I must say that the new voice suits you, even if the beard doesn't. Arr! That be because I've been taking hacting lessons from one of the giants of the theatre world. I received a lot of negative feedback from the last time I was on this here comedy show, and I used the word comedy wrongly. So I thought it'd be time to do something about it. So I hired myself a hacting coach. Oh, really? No, not him. It was Sir Lawrence Olivier, actually. But he's dead, isn't he? Arr. That would explain why I'm hacting like this, then. I just thought he had a personal hygiene problem. But I didn't say anything. As it turned out, neither did he. What? Say anything. On account of him being dead and all. So that was a waste of five pounds. A little while later, I found myself... Hold on a minute! Is that it? All those hacting lessons just for that? Well, I believe it is, yes. But I had a whole subplot involving the Yellow Duck of Doom! Well, if there's any interest in that, I'm sure you'll get a podcast of your own. Oh, shut your face! A little while later, I found myself back at Long Division headquarters... I made my way up to the chief's office. Come in! I'm sorry I'm late, sir. I was hunting a tiger when it suddenly leapt out at me and I thought I was a goner. How on earth did you escape, Commander? I was forced to shoot it, sir. Good Lord! Sounds like a lucky escape there, Commander. It was, although it has earned me a ban from London Zoo. We're glad you're here, Henderson. We find ourselves in a desperate situation that we need your particular skill set for. You remember Commander Dorframe from the Season 2 Christmas special that was posted in May 2022? Of course. Commander? Commander? Well, allow me to introduce Commander Dorframe from Season 3. Commander. 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 Excellent. So now we've had a variation on the running gag. Who are you, ma'am? I'm the chief from season three. I see. Ma'am. Commander. Sir. Commander. Commanders. Commander. How are you? Well, that's quite a broad accent you have there, Commander. 
What part of Scotland are you from? Edinburgh. I think he was talking to me, Lake. Sorry, it's difficult to tell. It's, it's like looking in a mirror. So we're going to reuse the joke from the last episode, are we? I think you'll find, Commander, that most of this script is a testament to recycling, if you look closely enough. Fair point, ma'am. So what do you need from me? Commander, I'll turn this over to you to explain. Certainly, sir. Well, it would appear that owing to some sort of disagreement way back in a previous episode, the original writer of this... And he had him strung up with the most painful fashion by attaching two hooks to his... She slapped him, because it was an outrageous thing to show her in the first place, and although initially she didn't seem to notice anything was amiss until later on, when it nearly took her eye out. Then it would appear that although he should have played a 4-4-2 formation, he couldn't, because it was frowned upon in chess. And that's pretty much that, Commander. Is everything clear now? Not really, Commander. Your voice kept fading in and out at vital moments, so I still haven't got any idea what on earth is going on. Try again, Commander, but take out the page-filling exposition. It appears that we are being held captive by five of the writers of the previous episodes from this season. They've hatched a plot to take over the world of entertainment with themselves as the creators of everything that is said. And the only obstacle in their way, apparently, is me. So far, so implausible. Agreed, Commander. Which just adds weight to the conclusion that a monkey is indeed writing these last two episodes. You say you're being held captive, but I managed to get in here without any sound effects. It would appear that they have planted five explosive devices armed with Freddie Mercury switches that they have planted around the building with the intent of destroying it and killing Commander Doorframes. Killing Commander Doorframes? What? Killing Commander Doorframes, please? All right then, so five of us, five bombs. Do we have any gadgets from the boffins at Short Division? Let's see, shall we? Simon? Get Professor Stupid Name in here, would you? Come in! Come in! Ah, there you are, Professor Stupid Name. You're late. What took you? Sorry I'm late, ma'am. I came as soon as I got the call. I've got medication. Commander Doorframe from Season 1, how lovely to see you again. It's good to see you too, Sheila. How old are your little ones now? The same age as the rest of me. I had a feeling I would be seeing you, so I've got something for you. <laughs> in this sports hold all. It's lovely, Commander, but I'm afraid I've already got one of those. Oh, what a shame. I wonder if I can give it to Anne Assistant. Possibly, but I hear she likes drinks and dinner first. So, what have you got for us, Professor? Ah, yes. I'm glad you've brought us back to the plot. I have here these five experimental bomb-detecting devices which you attach to the side of your head to try and locate the explosives. They look amazing, Professor. What do you call them? Ears. Ingenious. Anything else? Not much else, I'm afraid, apart from this exciting running music for when you need it. Don't use it yet, Commander. You'll wear yourself out as well as run the batteries down. Well, thank you, Professor. I didn't think it was possible to make the situation any better, and I can see that I was right. No problem, Mom. I'll hang around, if I may, just in case any more lines come up. Now then, we need to split up and get going. 
We only had five minutes to find these devices, and we've already used eight of those five minutes. What I suggest is that we find the first four devices very quickly, and leave the fifth one until the last 30 seconds. How does that sound? Sounds like an exciting finish to me. Shall we go, Deirdre? Leslie? Commander? Sir? Commander? Sir? Commander? Sir? Uh, I mean, sir? Commander? Mom? Commander? Mom? Commander? Mom. And with that, the meeting was over. As expected, the first four devices were found and deactivated in quick succession, whilst I sat around reading a copy of the bridge rules from a pack of playing cards. Suddenly, with 30 seconds to go, I leapt into action and rushed down to the basement car park. There, I found the last device, attached to my old and trusted department-issue granddad. I approached it slowly. The device was keeping a steady tone. However, steady tone was beginning to panic, the beads of sweat running down his saddle and making his Werther's originals sticky. Easy there, Grand Attorney. Nothing to worry about. You've just got a bomb attached to your undercarriage. As long as Freddy doesn't start showing off his vocal range, then we should be all right. I looked at the timer. 25 seconds remained. Suddenly, the phone rang. Commander Henderson, doorframe of Long Division, a secret department of the British Secret Service speaking. Ah, oh, there you are, Commander. Everything all right? Not too bad, thanks, Mom. Although I do have my hands full at the moment trying to defuse this last bomb. Yes, I know, Commander. I was just phoning you to ask if you know what you want for the Long Division Christmas lunch this year. I don't know what to say, Mom. Yes, it is a tricky choice this year, isn't it? There's a lovely smoked salmon starter, or you could try the farmhouse pate with toast. I don't think it's something that I... Garlic mushrooms? If I can't defuse this bomb in time, Mom, then I won't even be around for the lunch. Of course, Commander, of course. Can I have yours, then? Help yourself, Mom. I looked at the timer. Twenty seconds left. Things were getting seriously close now. Should I cut the red wire? Or the green wire? Or the black wire? Or the yellow wire? Or the magnolia wire? Or the eggshell blue wire? I looked at the timer again. Nineteen seconds. Am I going to die, son? We all die eventually, Grandad. Although in your case, I wouldn't buy any food with a short sell-by date. Thanks for the reassurance, son. I'd offer you a Werther's original, but they're all stuck together. Things were getting tense now. I looked at the timer. Just 18 seconds left. Suddenly, and without warning, I heard a sound that was like music to my ears. Sorry, Grandad. I was reaching for me weapon in me trousers, but my exciting running music is a very similar shape and I pressed that instead. There was now 17 seconds left on the timer. Suddenly, and without warning again, Freddy's vocalisation changed. I knew that time was running out. 16 seconds, 15 seconds, 14 seconds. I realised that I should wait until it got to under 10 before attempting anything. And then as the dramatic music built to an exciting peak, I reached over and pressed the toggle switch from on to off. We were safe. I looked at the timer. 007 seconds left. I should have left it longer. Just then, the phone rang. Well, Commander? Garlic mushrooms, please, Mom. An excellent choice, Commander. 
I've got to go and let my pet dog savage the postman, so there will be another actress filling in for me whilst I'm out. You'll hardly notice the difference. Very good, Mom. A little while later, I returned to the Chief's office and found the Chief, the Chief, Commander Dorframe and Commander Dorframe waiting for me. Oh, there you are, Commander. You're late. Where have you been? I'm sorry I'm late, Mom. My next-door neighbour was baking some rolls and asked if I could put some butter on our buns. I've just got back from accident and emergency. Well, it's a lovely day for it. It certainly is, Mom. But I had to come into work instead. Sorry, Mom, but you don't sound much like the head of a secret intelligence service. Oh, I see. You on the stereotype, do you? Usually, yes. But I don't think we've got the time for it now. You mean... It's the end? I think it is, yes. Well, it's been an honour to share a podcast with you, Commander. Same here, Commander and Commander. Yes, it's been quite a journey, hasn't it? Shall we do the running gag? No, 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 not that running gag. The other one. After you, Leslie. Commander. Sir. Commander. Sir. Commander. Sir. Mom. Commander. Mom. Commander! Mom. Commander! Mom. Come on, everybody. Let's gather round the old piano. We'll have some hot buttered trumpets and some bottles of sparkling shampoo. Let's get everybody in from all the previous episodes for a sing-song. Now, can anybody play this thing, like? That was the final episode of Henderson Doorframe of Long Division, or episode 21 if you're counting, which you're probably not, with Jim Thompson as Henderson Doorframe, Jan Kelly as Henderson Doorframe, Steve Hannum as Henderson Doorframe, Jim Thompson as the Chief, Jan Kelly as the Chief, Jan Kelly as the Old Crone, Steve Hannum as Captain Steroids, Steve Hannum as Steady Tone, and Steve Hannum as Professor Stupid Name. This episode was written by... The series was conceived, written and produced by Steve Hannum. Cheerio!